on the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, he fancies a fight. And coming into the debate chamber, looking to pick a fight. Say hello to Quebec Culture's Matt Ryan. Is that is that a good enough intro for you there, Matt? That's that's good. It's not the night court intro like I demanded upon, you know, <laughs> upon my uh, being asked to do this. Uh, because for those who want to peek behind the curtain, uh, the times I do appear on this show, I feel like the break glass for for SNL. I've become the uh, Alec Baldwin of this show mm-hmm. because I will get a text the night before. Hey, Matt Ryan, do you want to debate? <laughs> yeah, why not? And then and then I'm I'm here. That I usually send a gif saying, yay! So, thank you. <laughs> Our next debater contends that he is going to win this verbal spar with all the evidence he needs to back him up. It's Energy 941's Ernie Martinez. Hey, Ernie. Hello, hello, hello. And I only say that statement because every time I've been on this show, I've won. So, I'm undefeated so far. And our third debater says they're all wrong. Say hi to Roman Garcia, who you can see each Saturday morning on Success in the City on the CW35 right here in San Antonio. Hey, Roman. Hello, hello, hello. And I can proudly say every time I've been on, I've lost. So (laughs) I'm here to break that streak. So they will all be presenting arguments in an effort to try to win over our judge, who this week is KTSA newsman Don Morgan. Hey, Don. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going very good. Now, Don's job is to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions I present throughout the show. Along with asking the questions, I am the show's referee. So if I hear something I don't like or maybe merits a penalty, you're going to hear this whistle. So before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know our judge, KTSA newsman Don Morgan, a little bit better. We're going to start with Matt. Any question or one question for our judge Don? Don, uh, your voice has a rich timber that makes that reminds me of the Pacific Northwest, long walks with maple syrup, and for some reason the Benet Brith Awards. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> how long did it take you to get such an accent, and who do you credit it to? You know, it would probably ha- it would have to be my grandfather. My grandfather was all a five foot five and sounded like Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably comes from him. Ernie, do you have a question for a judge, Don? Yes, yes. If money was no object, what would your water burger order be? I'm a vegetarian, so I would probably just stick with, you know, as many fries as I could carry out in a large bag. Right. <laughs> and Noted. Roman, you have a question for a judge, Don? Yeah, Don. Uh, I, I mean, I know you met you once or twice and uh i know you're married sir and let me ask you i just wondered this now that we're talking about your voice when you and your wife have date night does she just have you read to her is that (laughs) is that like it and if so what usually uh but usually it's mad magazine you know (laughs) kind of sets the mood yeah 
yeah, a little fun. A little actually, she, yeah, she's actually a nurse practitioner. So usually, you know, New England Journal of Medicine that gets things going pretty quick. You know? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure just about whatever will be fine. <laughs> on it's Master just, all right, so, uh, yeah, it's time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question. Our judge, KTSA newsman Don Morgan, will give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. Our first topic, a strange twist in the story of a stolen car. The way police in Beaverton, Oregon, tell it, a man stole a running SUV from a grocery store parking lot. When he discovered a four-year-old child in the back seat, he went back to the store, yelled at the owner, a woman, for leaving the child alone and threatened to call the police on her. He left the child, then took off again. Police say the vehicle was found later and they are continuing to hunt for the suspect. Steve Kathan, CBS News. So, uh, Matt, what would you tell a car thief who faulted you for leaving your kid in the car they stole? 30 seconds. First of all, sir, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? Third of all, um, I left the crack open, so... No, no, but seriously, there are two bad people here. There, <laughs> they, there's no way that the parents should get off scot-free. Uh, I'm not saying take the kid away, but both of them should be questioned by police. And also, why did she run into the store without her child? What kind of store was it? I have more questions about the woman in the store than I do about the car thief which is kind of indicative of American parenting in 2021. <laughs> so, Don, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. Uh, I, you know, it's a pretty good argument. I'll give him a seven. All right. Uh, profe- yeah, you know, I, have, I have questions as well. We all have questions. <laughs> yeah. A professional video gamer is retiring at 25 years old due to a thumb injury. Thomas Paparato, also known as Zuma, announced he's taking a step back from competitive Call of Duty. Paparato had played for the eSports team called the New York Subliners. He struggled with a weakness in his thumb and wrist a few years ago and had to have surgery. Since then, Paparato says the injury has returned, making it difficult for him to compete at the highest level against some of the best players in the world. Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. So, Ernie, do you feel bad for this professional gamer? 30 seconds. You know what? I do. I do feel bad. I know, as Don does, how hard it is to sit there and press buttons all day long. So if you incur an injury as detrimental to your career as a thumb injury for a video game player, I mean, the guy and the guy's probably just amassed enough money to retire at the age of 25, something that every single millennial dreams of anyway. So yes, I feel his pain. I feel his pain right in my thumbs right now. <laughs> Don, what score do you want to give that? Zero to ten. Uh, well, Ernie, I'll give you an eight on that one. You showed some compassion. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Next topic, New York Mets general manager Jared Porter was fired this week after an ESPN story uncovered his stalking and nonstop unsolicited sexting of a foreign sports journalist back in 2016 when he was working for the Chicago Cubs. In all, Porter sent at least 60 texts after not getting a response from this reporter who finally had a translator help her come up with a message to tell him to stop. So, Roman, where is the line for a man to stop pestering a poor woman like this? 30 seconds. Well, first of all, if you want him to stop, you do need to say it in the language he understands. So you kind of can't really fault him if he kept doing it. He didn't know she was saying stop. Now, granted, if she didn't reply, 
after 60 messages, I think common sense would say, okay, she's, you know, obviously not into this. But I think a lot of times this becomes a story when the guy was unattractive. So uh, I saw the picture of him in the newspaper. He's kind of fat. So I think that's where most of the problem is. Don, score of 0 to 10. Well, Roman, I'm going to give you a pretty high score because you seem to be quite knowledgeable on the topic of sex. So we'll give you a nine. We'll give you a nine. <laughs> oh. My limit's usually 25 to 30. But... Well, coming up, are you giving your boss too much or too little info? We'll debate that and more next on National Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And things are going to start to heat up a little bit. We have Matt Ryan, Ernie Martinez, and Roman Garcia this week competing to convince our judge, KTSA newsman, Don Morgan, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on our future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, KTSA.com, go to the Master Debaters page, and sign up to be a judge. So let's keep the debate going. For argument's sake. On Master Debaters. So in this segment, I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they all take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will give each of them a score anywhere from 0 to 10 points for their responses. First topic, when President Donald Trump pardoned or commuted uh, the sentences of uh, more than 140 people in the last-minute clemency flurry, the list included two rappers, Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. But the news was not as good for Tiger King's Joe Exotic. Little Wayne was facing potential jail time in Florida for possessing a firearm by a convicted felon. Kodak Black was serving a three-year prison sentence for falsifying documents used to purchase weapons. Joe Exotic's team was so confident in a pardon that they readied a celebratory limousine to whisk him away from a Texas prison. But he wasn't on the pardon list. Should Joe Exotic been pardoned? Matt, 30 seconds. Anybody who watched an episode of Tiger King knows that that man did... He tried to get someone whacked. Half of a documentary television show is about him trying to whack somebody and making constant threats. That's like people who did the thing two weeks ago at that big building in the middle of Washington saying, Oh, we didn't do anything wrong. We have the receipts, you big dummy. Joe Exotic is fun to laugh at. It's a cultural... It's in the cultural zeitgeist. But that doesn't make you pardonable. Ernie, 30 seconds. I will agree with him on one thing. No, Joe Exotic should not have been pardoned. And here's why. Contrary to what everyone seems to believe, Joe Exotic is actually not a real musical artist, even though he plays the guitar, has someone <laughs> sing for him. Lil Wayne and Kodak Black can at least put Donald Trump's name in a song in the future. So absolutely no. No, Joe Exotic should not have been pardoned, ever, ever. He should just probably spend the rest of his life in jail. And Roman, 30 seconds, should Joe Exotic been pardoned? Definitely should have been pardoned, because here's the thing. He's, uh, first of all, weapons charges on all these other guys, they, they had those weapons because they were going to kill somebody at some point, like, they rap about it like they rap about killing people and killing a lot of people. And so Joe Exotic, I think it's racist to not pardon him. So uh, you should have pardoned him. He's not a threat anymore. He's tame. He's a tame kitty now. He's not a he's not a tiger anymore. So uh, should have pardoned him. All right, Don, what scores you want to give out for those arguments? Zero to ten. 
Uh, let's, I'll, I'll give Matt a nine. He was quite passionate in his response to that question. Uh, let's, Ernie, eight. And Roman also an eight. Okay, next topic. Florida is cracking down on a new trend that's being called vaccine tourism. Reports show people are traveling to Florida from other states and countries to get shots. As Florida residents struggle to get appointments for vaccines, some are worried the already limited supply may be going to people who don't even live here. Right now, my husband is over 65, and he called and actually went online and put his name in. And after a couple of days, got a response. We'll let you know when it's coming. But still no vaccine. No. Under Florida's vaccine plan, health care, long-term care workers, and those 65 and up who are at least part-time residents are eligible to get the vaccine. That's CBS's Manuel Bajorquez in West Palm Beach, Florida. So what other state would you go to just to get something that you may or may not already have in your own state? Ernie, 30 seconds. Listen, I wouldn't go to a state. I would go to a country. Send me to Mexico <laughs> to go get all the cheapest drugs for pain relief, COVID shots, surgery. You can get anything that you want to in Mexico. So send me there. Plus, like they they probably have all the free tequila just to, you know, numb numb it while they, you know, incise you on the side or inject you with your coronavirus vaccine. So send me to Mexico 100%. And then I can go relax on the beach after we're all done with my medical procedures. Roman, 30 seconds. Uh, because travel is so cheap now, I would go to Italy for Italian food because I can do a round trip for like literally 400 bucks. And so uh, I can go over there, I can come back, be like I'm a baller, like, oh yeah, I was just in the mood for Italian food, hopped on over to Italy as opposed to grub hubbing some Olive Garden. Um, and then the second thing too for me would also be Mexico, not for drugs, but for my Brazilian butt lift. Uh, I think I can get one of those for about 400 bucks. Matt, 30 seconds. Well, first and foremost, there's a pandemic on, so me traveling is not necessarily the best idea, especially for people who look like me, who are slovenly and uh, should be put on no-fly lists. But if I'm going to go somewhere, uh, the state of New Jersey has just legalized something at the start of this year, or at least in the process of something. And I, as well as many uh, New Yorkers who have access to the PATH train, may be making our ways over there and possibly helping the fast food industry in New York City extrapolate by 400-fold <laughs> by this time next year. <laughs> so, Don, what scores do you want to give out for those arguments? Zero to ten. Uh, let's see. We'll give Ernie. We're going to give you an eight. Uh, you know, I'm up on the uh, on the uh, tequila run, though. If you want to make it, I'm ready to go if you are. Uh, All right, let's go. Roman, all right, Roman, uh, seven, the butt lift thing, I don't know, man. I, now I can't get your ass out of my head. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, you and everyone else, buddy. <laughs> I know, now I, I'm part of the majority now. How about that? <laughs> and then Matt will, uh, Matt will give you an eight. Okay, next topic. A lot of people moved into new homes in and around San Antonio during 2020. The San Antonio Board of Realtors is reporting nearly 38,500 homes were sold last year, marking an 11% increase over the year 2019. Nearly 28,000 of those homes were in Bear County. Also climbing, the average price for a home, more than $294,000 compared to $250,000 the year before. The board says Bear County had the largest increase in home sales than any other county in the state, Travis County saw an increase of 3.2%. In Dallas County, home sales climbed 4%, and Harris County saw a 6.7% jump. 
Don Morgan, KTSA News. So, Romans, is this a good story or a bad story? 30 seconds. I mean, it's, it's a great story. We're selling. It sucks, though, because our property taxes are going to go up. They're already crazy. Uh, even if I pay off my house, it's like I'm never going to have it paid off because uh, paying so much in taxes. And so uh, I guess it's good for uh, a lot of the single moms out there that are realtors, because I, I say that just because I think every single mom I know is a realtor. Um, and uh, I think way too many of my friends are realtors. Uh, I, I actually can't sell my house now because I'd be in trouble with all of them. Matt, 30 seconds. Good story or bad story? I think it's a good story for the people of Texas uh, because it's a it's indicative of the state growing and it's indicative of this, the cultural change within Texas. You're seeing it across there, at least from the outside looking in. Uh, a property taxes are one thing, but being able to create more sizable communities, bringing more money into the economy, being able to help with school funding, public funding, help with infrastructure. I think it's a great thing and make these municipalities, these cities, even bigger and even better and help out these areas where the income could be needed. Ernie, 30 seconds. Is this a good story or a bad story? This is not just a good story. This is a brilliant, bright, brainy, bold, resourceful, sharp, shrewd story for the simple fact that the man delivering the story did oh. his research, did oh. his job, <laughs> executed with vocal flawlessness. Oh, I call foul. And, foul. And the, and, no, you guys had your chance to pick this up. You had two times before me. Anyway, <laughs> the reporter did an excellent job delivering the story. So I'm, I'm much more well-informed now. So, Don, I laid out the trap. They took the trap. Right. Or, Ernie took a trap. Right. Did it benefit him? Or did it hurt him? Zero to ten. Oh, he's definitely getting a ten now. <laughs> oh, <no>. Freaking guy. <laughs> and for Roman, and, Matt, my butt. and I got a seventh. And this guy, it's a ten. In Roman, we'll give you an eight. And Matt right, will also give it. you an eight. You both, you both presented your cases quite well. Yes, and, oh, and and to be clear, I did ask if it was a good story, not necessarily a you know right. the event was good yeah. or not. So you tricky, tricky man. Yes, you should You're all a piece of garbage, fully. Well, it's you guys should have known. <laughs> I'm the news director here. That's why I ask these questions. But I love You're how I always make I always make horrible comments, and Matt comes in with some Gandhi like response, like, "Well, it's great for world peace and the the people," and I'm over here like, ah. Screw everybody, and he just comes in all sweet. <laughs> Isn't just American dialogue in general? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm one of those Northeast elite liberal types. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm over here. You need to earn it, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think let's go to the next topic. <laughs> Before Roman gets himself in any more trouble. A new study suggests talking is more likely to spread COVID-19 than coughing. Not this, but this. Cambridge University researchers say the coronavirus is far more likely to spread through chatting than coughing, and the virus can travel farther than six feet within seconds in a poorly ventilated room. That may help explain why infection rates continue to rise, even in some places where social distancing is being practiced. The scientists say ventilation and masks are also needed to slow the spread of COVID-19. 
Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. All right, we're going to start with Matt. Do you feel safe that, you know, that we're all close together? All, all of us, even the judge, we're all close together talking to each other without getting COVID from that? Or do you not buy this whole study? 30 seconds. Anytime you open your mouth and sound comes out or oxygen, spittle comes out. So, of course, that's going to happen. Don't just go all willy-nilly into places and take your mask off and have open-ended conversation in what is equivocal to a penalty box at a Stars game. It's unnecessary. This is why this is why the rise is so high, because people don't have common sense. Of course, Matt Talking's going to do that. Cough takes two seconds. A 45-minute conversation is 45 minutes of spit in your face, you dummies. Ernie, 30 seconds. <laughs> Um, if this if this story is actually true, then I may not have COVID for the rest of my life. One of the things that I always get criticized on from my wife is that I don't talk, I don't share enough, I don't, you know, you don't talk to me. So I can now sit there and say it's because I don't want COVID. This is amazing. This actually gives me an out to not talk to my wife. This is amazing. <laughs> And Roman, 30 seconds. Look, I don't know what to believe anymore. First, they said, don't wear masks. Then they said masks. Then they said, wear certain masks. Then they said, don't sing. Don't. Now they're saying, don't talk. Uh, I, I think we should just create our own little fake case study that just says, if you argue on social media, it spreads corona. And then we can kind of <laughs> at least do something productive with all these BS research things that come out that change week to week so uh yeah I, I'll, I'll put some money to that one actually. all right don what scores you want to give out zero to ten all right we'll give uh matt you get a, a seven ernie you're gonna give you a nine because that's a great idea and uh <laughs> roman will give you a, we'll give you a seven as well and all right don may well, or may not be considering using that idea himself. so you're saying disliking your wife gets you more points i'm just trying to be sure i'm clear on how the angle of this works. No, it's not about Man, disliking your wife. I don't have a wife. wife. This is nonsense. It's not about disliking Trash. your wife. It's, it's about not having to talk when you don't want to. No, I think it's a good idea. I'm going to push this step further and tell her that snuggling spreads corona too and spooning. So we can't have none of that. <laughs> Next topic, yeah. National Hugging Day was this week, which wasn't so easy to observe in these social distancing times. So uh, some other ways to hug usa today suggests making homemade hugging stations to give friends and family a squeeze using a protective plastic barrier you can give mental hugs with guided meditation hold your pets tight for some extra love herbal tea can produce anxiety reducing effects the same as hugs do same goes for a warm bath with a fizzy bath bomb weighted blankets mimic the feel of a hug or being held which in turn may calm the nervous system and for procrastinators, psychologists say those holiday decorations still hanging can bring on feelings of joy and make you connect to happy memories. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So, Ernie, 30 seconds. Are these suggestions good or dumb? Oh, my gosh. I think you just took the words right out of my mouth. All of those suggestions are dumb, except for one. Except for one. One of those which I do every single day, which is hug my dog. If I need a hug on National Hugging Day, I'm going to go straight to my German Shepherd, Izzy, and give her a big old hug. She's probably about 100 pounds, so she, that's a lot of hugging right there. 
but you know, anybody who wants to hug their dog, I will, I have absolutely zero problems with them, especially on national hugging day. It's a perfect day to hug your dog. Roman 30 seconds, good suggestions or dumb suggestions. Dumb suggestions. Uh, first of all, look, I don't need to hug nobody, right? I don't need nobody, right? I'm doing fine by myself. I don't need no hugs. So we can all stop crying about who doesn't get contact and physical contact. Uh, it, it, not only are they bad ideas, but it's kind of creepy to be able to tell someone, hey, I mentally hugged you today. I mentally hugged you a lot. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I don't think that that person will ever want to hug you in person ever again after that. Mad. Suggestions good or bad or dumb? 30 seconds. Some of them are dumb. Uh, mental hugs are great if you're just trying to, like, give yourself a little bit of calm. It's basically, you know, a placebo. Hot baths are fantastic. That and a glass of whiskey is a great way to unwind on a Wednesday evening. And hugging your dog is something you should just be doing anyway. My dog's to my right right now, and she's trying to rip up everything in sight, but I'm going to give her a gigantic hug. You know, in it, 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 times like these, we do need that physical connection, but there are other ways to do it. Uh, hug yourself. Uh... Write a book. I don't know. Not your dad. So, Don, what scores you want to give out for those <laughs> zero to ten? Not your dad. Hug, <laughs> hug yourself. Hug yourself. I, I just did. Hey, you, you'll go. You'll go blind. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Matt, <laughs> we'll give you an eight. Uh, Ernie, give you an eight as well. Roman, I don't know. I, you know, you came off with this whole loner thing, but I, I know that's not true because how many times have you and I shared an embrace in front of the soda machine? The Lingering embraces of anything. <laughs> wow, it got real Let's silent Roman after in. that. That's interesting. <laughs> Awkward. Roman will give you an eight. Eight All Roman. right. The, the, um, I'm going to give you a hug when I see you, Don. All righty. So, uh, want the boss to know how you really feel while working remotely? There's a new wristband that can do just that. The wearable technology called Moodbeam monitors your emotional state while working from home. It has a yellow button for happy and a blue one if you're having a bad day. Your manager can then track your feelings remotely. That's CBS's Naomi Ruckham. Roman, do you need a wristband to tell your boss how you really feel? 30 seconds. Well, uh, my boss is my wife, so um, she doesn't care what my mood is as long as I'm compliant with what she's asking. So it really would be a waste of money. Uh, it takes me back, though, to these when we used to have those mood rings which uh, I guess it just shows everything comes full circle, you know? Uh, honestly, though, I think for the most part, people don't care what your mood is. They're like, just do what you got to do. Don't be a jerk. Go cry on your own time, I, I guess. Matt, do you need a wristband to tell your boss how you really feel? 30 seconds. I feel like this is a slippery slope because I don't want my bosses knowing anything else aside from the fact of the job I'm doing. And if they screw up, then I'm going to get mad. Uh, I feel like this is something that can be great for employees in the short term, but bad in the long term, because then they're going to be able to kind of use that as a tool of manipulation and manipulation of workers is, uh, is not great. Uh, I sound like a socialist here. Uh, I don't know if it's interesting <laughs> or bad, but that you uh, yourself. I, I feel like it's a slippery slope. And Ernie, do you need a wristband to tell your boss how you really feel? 30 seconds no i no i don't and like on, on the contrary and you know dennis knows my boss very well and to be honest my boss doesn't care how i feel 
You know, <laughs> he doesn't care about what about what my emotional state is as long as I'm as long as we're generating revenue for the company. That's all he really cares about. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I do need a mood bracelet for sometimes is my wife. If I can figure out what mood she's in, I'll know when to kind of go in and ask for stuff or I'll know when to stay away. That would be super helpful. Yeah. And, and, and just to clarify, you know, we just want to make this clear. It's okay. You know, we, we don't need to, you know, the bosses don't need to know how we're feeling. It's all good. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah. We're <laughs> fine. And yeah. it's, it's, it's better that way. So Adon, what scores you want to give out? Zero to 10. Uh, let's see. Matt will give you uh, an eight. Uh, Roman give you an eight as well. And a uh, straight eight all the way across. Ernie gets an eight as well. Straight eights. <laughs> all right. Well, coming up, our debaters have been waiting all week to tell the world something that's been on their noggin. Hear what it is and what the competitors think about it next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, Matt Ryan, Ernie Martinez, and Roman Garcia, who are all working to coerce our judge, KTSA newsman Don Morgan, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. Let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic they wanted to talk about, a case they want to present to our judge. They will get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is being done for being presented. After all the challengers, that original presenter will get their own 30 seconds to address their challengers. Now, if they change the topic from what they had sent in, I'm going to assess an automatic five-point penalty. There are also now more points at stake. Our judge can now give up to 20 points at the end of each topic, or he could take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they challenge or choose to stay quiet. So right now, our points leader is Ernie, who will get to go first with his 60 seconds. So my, 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 my question was, what is the best TV show reboot? And to be honest, like after thinking about this for a while, like everything's been rebooted. DuckTales has been rebooted. Uh, Girl Meets World has been rebooted. Hawaii Five O, Dynasty, MacGyver has been rebooted. Are there any more original ideas that are out there? But I do have to say that so far, I think the best reboot that is out there on TV today is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air got rebooted, is now on HBO Max. Original cast, both Aunt Vivs are on the show, no new characters, Every, it's kind of picking up the life of where everybody is right now. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, by far the best TV reboot in TV history. Uh, not to mention the last Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles reboot, which was actually pretty decent. Matt, a 30 second challenge. That wasn't a reboot. That was a documentary special about the show. So out there, that kind of just outlays your whole argument and makes it null and void. Uh, I'm. I believe reboots are are are. I've. I understand the fiscal sense. I've been on the record on this show talking about the fiscal sense of them. But TV reboot reboots are usually trash. There's a Walker Texas Ranger reboot, and Chuck Norris isn't in it. No lever. No Norris. No reboot. I feel like this should be an affront to all Texans, and I am calling on a letter-writing campaign to the CW immediately. All right, Ernie, 30-second rebuttal. So, you know what? I mean, 
the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air I do consider a reboot because it was all the characters coming back, kind of mimicking or playing their roles. So it is a reboot. And if I had to choose a close second reboot, that would definitely be Boy Meets World on Disney Channel. Reboot to Girl Meets World. So and if I had if I had to pick a third, you know, let's put uh, Cobra Kai out there too from the Karate Kid, which actually wasn't a TV show, it was more of a movie, but Cobra Kai still is a TV reboot version of the movie. All right, Don, you can give all three of our contestants, even Roman, who didn't say anything, up to 20 <laughs> points, or you could take away up to 20 points. What do you want to do? Because I'm perceived as negative. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I, I can't see taking any points from anybody. Okay. You're being too nice, but okay. Yeah, I know. I know. But I mean, the thing, the thing I can be, in full disclosure, the only TV reboot that I've watched, and I watched one episode of it, was uh, the Magnum PI reboot that's on TV. <laughs> I watched it Jesus. one time. I'm sorry. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't impressed at all. So, what points so would you give out? Well, let's see. We'll give, uh, give Ernie 15 points on that one. Okay. Good topic, Ernie. And uh, Matt's challenge, uh, what do you want to give that score-wise? Uh, you know, I have to give Matt like 18 points. That was a good challenge. You mm. brought up some good points. And do you want to give... Roman, we'll give... Yeah. We'll give Roman 10. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, silence is golden, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're learning, Roman. This is this is progress right here. <laughs> so, Roman, you get so your... Now, six... So now we know the... So now we know the base for a non-challenge is 10 points. Oh. <laughs> Roman, it's your turn with your 60-second argument. Okay, I think hoarders get a bad rap. Uh, I think hoarding is a good thing, and I think this pandemic has proved that because I know personally uh, I was able to build a small town in the back corner of my property with nothing but scrap wood and old rusty nails that I hung on to. And um, I, I found that uh, a bunch of uh, just things out in the yard. I built a pond. I found stones. Um, I was able to uh, build a, a pantry to store food. And so uh, all those, uh, all that junk that my wife told me to get rid of, well, ha, 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 she's excited now having an outdoor pantry so we can store for the, uh, for the hard times. And uh, so I, I think we need to stop giving hoarders a bad rap. I think the show about hoarding needs to go off the air uh, because it's hoard shaming, and uh, I don't I don't think that's right. So um, so now I, I I don't throw away clothes. I don't throw away anything because anything could be firewood too. All right, uh, Ernie, thirty second challenge. So of course hoarding is bad. Of course it is. It's not healthy. It's unsanitary, especially. And living in the days of a pandemic, you can't afford to be not sanitary and find, you know, roaches and cucarachas and, you know, all kinds of other things floating <laughs> around and the things that you're hoarding around around not around around your house. Now, I'll, I'll, I will give Roman this is that sometimes, you know, uh, my wife keeps a junk drawer in the kitchen and I go in there and I can find batteries or, you know, things to hang pictures with. Sometimes that's good, but very minimally. Matt, 30 second challenge. All right, now I just need to know why Roman decided it was a good idea to hoard rusty nails when I think he has at least a dog and possibly children. That's a terrible idea. Like, you trying to just give everybody sepsis? But uh, no, hoarding is terrible. I've done it before. Members of my family have done it before. I found old doll parts 
when I was cleaning out my mother's apartment when she kicked it. That's not good. That just gives people schadenfreude. Uh, hoarding is not good. We need better mental health in this country because people shouldn't be holding on the magazines from Aught 6. Roman, 30-second rebuttal. Okay, so here's the thing. All that stuff that's hoarded and you talk about piles of food laying around, what did you need during the lockdown? Food. So I think I'm making my point there. Uh, rusty nails around the children. Hey, guess who's now built up their immune system and is not catching corona? So uh, I think the fact that I built a small town outside and we can all hang around out there and be in the, uh, the sun getting vitamin D again, fighting off corona, I think that my hoarding was some genius foresight. Now, Ernie, I, I just before I go to Don, and putting aside the whole fact that Roman made an argument in support of hoarding, uh, the fact you mentioned both cockroaches and cucarachas, which are also yeah, cockroaches, racist, but uh, they're both cockroaches, the same thing. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, I see you, you saw my name was Garcia. Like, uh, let's throw a cucaracha thing out hey, there. Hey, I'm, I'm a Martinez. Yo soy Martinez. <laughs> I can say cucaracha. I don't know if that's your married name. <laughs> I don't know if you took your wife's last name. I don't know. Oh, man. No uh, Don, what scores you want to give out? Negative 20 to 20 for all that. <laughs> Roman, you didn't create your own. You created a shanty town. Is what you created. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I'll give you a five. I built a town and I get a five? <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, if you were to say anything, you got ten points. Right. Congratulations! He's gunning for city manager. That's what's going on right now. God, I'm the oh sheriff God. of my own town. <laughs> Created <a> town. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Ernie, I'll give you Ernie. I'll give you a ten, and uh, Matt, we'll give you we'll give you twenty. You put up a good argument on that one. All right, Matt, it's your turn with your 60-second <laughs> argument. Sports fans, Matt Matt here. Uh, if you're a sports fan and uh, your team has won a championship in the last five years and they've not had a great season, I need you to put the social media down, look yourself in the mirror, and realize everything's going to be okay. Speaking as someone who's a Mets, Knicks, Giants, Rangers, and Raiders fan... It's not been good in these streets. So please, please, I just implore you. Stop it. Get some help. Take a walk. Watch some old, you know, watch tape of that Super Bowl from a year ago. Maybe go remember Tim Duncan. Uh, uh, call Danny Green. Remember you have Becky Hammond. Uh, Popovich is still alive. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do. You have the Alamo Dome. Uh, there... Even if, like if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you beat the Heat. Like anybody who's just crying right now because their teams ain't great, it can get worse. You got five years. Ernie, thirty second challenge. So first of all, it's not everybody else's fault that you decided to be a fan of terrible sports teams. The Mets, <laughs> the Rangers, like 
you might as well be, you know, a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Although even still, like the Tampa Bay Bucks have won a Super Bowl, not recently, but they may end up winning one this year. As a Cowboys fan, we have not won a Super Bowl in quite some time. But every Sunday, I get to watch Fox and see Jimmy Johnson on TV with that enormous, wonderful, beautiful Super Bowl trophy that's right behind him. So, Matt, thirty-second rebuttal. Cowboys fans don't get to talk because every year the jock riding of the sports press from your the franchise and your crypt keeper looking owner and your coaches who seemingly forget how to coach professional football whilst running that team the only good thing about that stadium is that you can play Madden with all of your friends there and they're gonna bring Wrestlemania there in two years the Cowboys stink. Jerry Jones stinks. That organization stinks. Bring back the hat. I don't care if he's dead. Well, so Matt. How do you really feel? So Matt, just so you know, most people in the San Antonio area are Dallas Cowboys fans. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. So Don. So Don, <laughs> so Don, what score do you want to give out? Negative twenty to twenty. <laughs> God, Matt. <laughs> Every time I hear your name, all I can think of is twenty-eight-three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I got a more successful oh, record oh. on this show than he does in playoff games. <laughs> hey, congratulations! Right, so we'll give you a twenty on that. That was a good one. That made me laugh. <laughs> And for Ernie and Roman? I'll give you guys each 10. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. (laughs) The quiet one lingering in the back. Well, who's going to win? Comes down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where that argument, it ends. It ends right here and right about now. It's about this week between Matt Ryan, Bernie Martinez, and Roman Garcia to convince our judge, KTSA newsman Don Morgan, that their argument is the best argument. But now it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. This is where it all gets decided in a four-minute melee. I present the topic, and our three contestants will hash it out amongst themselves for four whole minutes. No more, and no less. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points, or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start. Everyone else can join in after the bell has rung. So right now, the person with the fewest points is Roman. So, Roman, you're going to start this debate. Which are better, cats or dogs? Okay, uh, I got to go with cats. I don't mean to be a cat guy, but I'll go with cats just because it it actually was happening right now while I was recording this show. My dog is kicking the hell out of my front door to come in. And so uh, I think cats are a little tamer, even though they kind of can be jerks. We're like, uh, they want your attention. They, 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 they're, they're all over your face. And then they leave I mean, the house. Even, 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 just this the fact garbage. that you would start off days. with like, 
uh, well, uh, I think cats. I mean, that just tells me that you are. I'd, a dog I'd rather do person. without both of them. Dogs that easier. Dogs. No, that's dogs that's are worse. Far superior. Dogs are far superior animals and pets. They come and sit by your side. They love on you whenever you want. Um, you can pet them, feed them, take care of them. You take them out on walks. They help you get exercise, help you stay healthy. Dogs are far superior pets. My dog has not realized cats. it's not a puppy. Well, have you ever gone to a cat park to and then end up meeting someone and going out on a date? No, it's dog parks and dogs. On I don't go to parks. I have a cat. The most popular way to build an Instagram account is to have a cute dog. I have a cute dog, Olive the Fat Baby, on Instagram. Give her a follow. See her. She's very cute. She's asleep to my right. But more importantly, there's a documentary called Don't F With Cats, and that is it. all about crazy it. people. I it's all it. about crazy people. I, I, also, I, I, you can't do that with a dog. You can't, no. you can't just go and do that to a dog. A dog will bite you. And, and dog owners are much more friendly people than cat owners. Have you ever met an unfriendly dog person while they're... Yeah, while they're been to the, their have you been to the West Side? You have never have you met a crazy bulls? dog lady in your life. Ever. You've met crazy ever. cat ladies, crazy cat people. <laughs> well, you know, pronouns, pal, they're out the window. It doesn't matter. But a crazy cat person... Yes, you've seen plenty of those. I've just, just, those. just get a parrot, you know, something that just stay in the cage. That is immaterial to the conversation, Roman. This is a parrot's not on my lap. Dogs. You know, I'm trying to watch TV, and my jaw, my dog jump, jumps on my junk like every time. Like he hates my junk. If your dog hasn't, you know give, hasn't you, given you, you an accidental circumcision, you're not doing it right. You can train your dog not to jump on the couch. Well, your Look, cat I raise kids. I don't try to train raising to do dogs. That? I, Absolutely I just, not. It should Absolutely know. Absolutely not. It's rude. <laughs> you know what? Rude. Your dog, if you teach your dog the right way, you show the proper love, respect, you know, get some exercise or you want respect. to respect your dog. Your dog will end up being your best friend, your defender. When that dog your, gets a job, it'll get my respect. Up till so now, it's under my How is a cat? A cat does not pull its weight at all. It does nothing. All it does is just sit there, eat some food, and poop in your house. At least a dog has enough self-respect to go outside. To go outside. No, 100%. cats walk around. Also, West like they Nicole, own the you know, place. What, what cat shows are you watching on internationally broadcasted television? You're not. You know what you're watching on Thanksgiving after the parade? John Ho Hurley and the friggin' dog show. If it's good enough for Jay Peterman, it's good enough for Matthew and Ryan. And my cat, my cat leaves the house. My cat leaves the house for like three days, comes back like, eh, like no explanation, no yeah. nothing. Adding to the cat population. Cat your cat is a slut, sir. Your cat, cat is a slut. <laughs> right. So why should I respect it? Cat I don't respect it. Cats are good. The only thing that's the only type of other video that is better than a cat video on the internet are dog videos. The Cute only good videos. cat is Garfield because he sent another cat to Abu Dhabi. End of sight. <laughs> well. <laughs> Start. This was a topic about cats and dogs. It ended up being a topic about cats and dogs. You know, some, uh, you know, a little bit of a beaten pathway to getting there, but uh, we we somehow made it to the end. So, uh, Don, what do you think about those arguments? Negative one hundred points to positive one hundred points. 
They were fighting like cats and dogs there. Yeah. <laughs> Those arguments were right. raining like cats and dogs, too. Right. Let's see. Yeah. Roman, I get, I, I'll give you 50 points for that one. All right. Uh, Matt, I have, to, I, I have to also give you 50 points on that one. And, uh, Ernie, I don't, you, you got lost in the shuffle there somewhere. <laughs> so I get 75 you, you points? 30. <laughs> Okay, let's. Do I was it. sure I'd get last because I was bashing cats and dogs. But thank you. Well, then, you don't know our judge well enough. Yeah, he hates him too. Let's do the math here. See who is our winner this week. So, after just mere minutes of, of you know, mildly heated discussion about some <laughs> topical <laughs> topics going on the land right now. The time has come to name this week's Master Debater. In third place, with Drum 124 up. points, Ernie. In second Thanks. place, with 130 points, 130 points, Roman Garcia, which means our winner this week, with 163 points, our master debater is Matt Ryan. So, Matt, you get 60 uh, seconds to celebrate. Starts the dog guy. Right now. Congrats, Matt. You know, You're the master I would debater. be talking on and on about how great I am and how good of a debater I am and that I keep beating everyone you put in front of me, uh, whether <laughs> it is people from Fox <laughs> News or people from your own hometown radio stations, and I should, you know, maybe get my own show, maybe get an opportunity to speak to the people San Antonio from my fortified bunker up here in the northeastern United States, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be grateful and be thankful. Thankful to our beautifully voiced judge who made an Andre the Giant reference. Hopefully you saw him at the Hemisphere when the Blanchards were running shows in the 70s and 80s, or maybe on a Paul Bosch show. But, you know, on top of all that, I want to thank you, the good people of San Antonio, for once again letting me into your ear holes and giving you my opinions. You may not like them, but the judges do. And at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters most. When you win, you can quote. When you lose, you find a way to make it other people's fault. Now, just for the record, Matt, you have finished last before, so this is not a perfect run for you. Just saying. Oh, of course not. Just saying. Of course not. I've well, lost once, though. Only once. That's it. Big thanks to our three contestants. Uh, Matt Ryan, you can catch on Cabot Culture, Combat Culture, consult, you know, talking about the latest events happening in mixed martial arts. Ernie Martinez, you can catch on Energy 941 every day. And Roma Garcia, who you can see every Saturday morning on the CW31 with success in the city. And a very, 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 very big thanks to our judge, Don Morgan, KTSA newsman Don Morgan, you can hear every morning. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, giving you all the news you need to know to get you through your day. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios and KTSA San Antonio. Learn more about Master Debaters online at KTSA.com slash Master Debaters. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.